summary of the Sikha. In this parasha, the, the Torah tells us that when the Yidin took spoils in their war with Midian, they brought back spoils. So the Torah gives a whole um, explanation of how to kasher the Kalim that belonged to the Goyim, that now belonged to Yidin, since they had been absorbed by uh, non-kosher food, what to do. So the Ramban asks the question, why is it that the Torah tells it us now by the war with Midian, when they already had a wars earlier with Sichem Oig? And over there, also, they took spoils of war. So certainly there would have been Kalim there too. Why didn't the Torah tell us the, the, uh, these laws back then, when it happened the first time? And he explains that since the lands of Sichem Oig were actually conquered and they belonged to the Yidin, they became part of Etz Yisrael. And the law in regards to that kind of, to that, that war was, the Pasuk says, you will come to the land and you will take over the uh, people that live there, the and houses filled with all manner of good things. So we learn from that expression, all man, a house filled with all manner of good things, that they were permitted to take everything that there was in the house. Even kadle the chazenim, which uh, pork bellies, even if there was pieces of meat, uh, pork meat, that they had in their house, you were allowed to eat that too. In other words, in the conquering of Israel, they were permitted to take everything as spoils of war. They were permitted to eat non-kosher. Therefore, the kalim that they took from Sichem Ve'oig, in that, that war, there was no need to kasher it. They could even eat the pork itself. Well, you don't have to kasher the kalim. But when they had a war with Midian, Midian did not become part of Eretz Yisrael. They just did it because Hashem said to take revenge because they had committed, they had drawn the Yidden into sins with their, do- with their women and with the Baal Pa'ir, the idol worship. Therefore, they waged a war just for revenge. But they didn't take over, therefore it didn't go into that cloud of you can eat whatever you want there, and therefore they had to now be taught how to kasher the kalim. But the question could still be asked, why weren't also part of this whole discussion in our parsha? it talks about how to toivel kalim, that you have to toivel kalim when you get it from a goy. So that, it would seem, does apply to sichem v'oi, because that had nothing to do with kasherus. That has only to do with going from non-Jewish ownership, whole, non-Jew, non-holy ownership to holy ownership. And you, in order to transfer it, you have to table it. And that applies to Sichem Ba'ik too. It has nothing to do with Kashrus. As we know that you have to table a brand new keli that you get from Agai too. So why doesn't the Ramban ask about the tabling of the Kalim? What about that? So perhaps we could answer it, that it, there really is no real question, why was a certain mitzvah given at a certain time and not earlier? We find different mitzvahs that were given at certain times, like let's say the laws of inheritance, were given at the end of the 40 years sojourn in the de- desert. Only then did Hashem tell us how the laws of inheritance, by the B'nai Slavchot, why then? It doesn't, there's no reason to ask that question. Whenever Hashem decided to give a mitzvah, that's when He gave it. So therefore, why did Hashem decide to give the mitzvah of tefillah, of tefillah's kalim at this point? Because that's how it is. We don't know why, but that's how it is. But when it comes to the question of kashering, the laws of kashering already, ex- the idea of kashering already existed back 40 years earlier. When Hashem gives the mitzvahs of the karbonus, he, he says that if somebody, if they cook the carbon in a pot, so then, and then the uh, noiser, after the, uh, a carbon can only be eaten for a certain amount of time. There's a due date. 
an expiry date. After the expiry date, you have to kosher that uh, that pot because it's absorbed from leftover of the carbon, which is now prohibited. So we see that the idea of a keli absorbing non-kosher food has already existed. So now that it became a practical reality, that all the kalim that they were getting from the spoils of war from the Goyim had to be kosher, why wasn't that already covered by the Milchemes Midya Sichem Va'oig, since it was already a reality? Whereas toiveling only became a mitzvah at this point. Therefore, that's the difference that the Ramban makes. The problem with that answer is, however, that the Ramam doesn't mention anything about it. He should have pointed out this difference, but he doesn't. So in order to answer this, we'll, have to, we'll pose two other questions in regards to Tfilas Kalim. The first one is, when somebody, buys, uh, when somebody sells the Kalim to the Goy for Pesach, why when you buy it back from the Goy, why don't you have to table it? It belonged to a guy, now it belongs to a yid again. Why don't you have to table that keli? In fact, there is the Neide Behuda and the Chsam Seifer Taka right that you shouldn't sell kalim to a guy. Because then you have to table it. But the Alter Rebbe puts into his Shtar Mechira in, in when he designed the sale document that you should have for selling the Chomets, he writes in there that any kalim which are which have chametz should be are also included in the sale. So we see that Al Rebbe does approve of selling kalim to the guy, and yet he doesn't mention anything about having to table them after. In fact, we see that nobody tables kalim. Now all rabbanim, nobody ever said he have to table the kalim. The question is why. Another question: We know that why do we eat milchiks on shvuas on the first day of shvuas? We eat milchiks because. When the Yidin received the Torah, so they were given the mitzvahs of Shechita, and therefore any meat that was shechted and prepared the day before couldn't be eaten anymore, because that Shechita which happened yesterday is not a proper Shechita, even if they would have done it properly, technically properly, since they were not people that had a Chiyav of Shechita, therefore it doesn't rise to the level of Shechita which causes it to become kosher, and whatever they did yesterday was therefore non-kosher, and therefore they couldn't eat any meat, they couldn't eat any dishes which, in which they had cooked that meat, or eaten, you know, that was hot, used hot in that meat. So they couldn't eat any mil- uh, meat at all. So therefore they had to eat milk. But the question is, how could they eat milchik? Mil- the dishes that they cooked the milk in would also have been treif. Why? Because they, they wouldn't have been uh, careful about milk and uh, separate dishes, milchik's meat. They would have, everything would have been treif because of basa b'cholov. The dishes would have been treif because of non-kosher meat and milk and meat. So how could they have eaten uh, milchik? And it's difficult to say that they ate only raw milk or raw cream without cooking it because then it would have been our mitzvah or our minig to eat, drink a glass of milk or eat a spoonful of uh, cream, raw cream. But we eat blintzes, cooked, and cheesecake, which is baked. So we don't have that minic to eat only raw. So therefore we must say that they must have been able to eat even cooked uh, milk. The question is how? The answer to that is that since the Yidin already knew from Yitzhiya Mitzrayim that they're going to meet Hashem on Mount Sinai and that he's going to give them a Torah. And they knew what the Torah was. They had been studying Torah so they knew that there's going to be laws of milk and meat and therefore they started preparing. They trained how do you keep a kosher home because... <clears throat> starting from Shavuos, we're going to have to do all this. 
So they had to know it. So they already had the milk and meat separate and everything was already kosher and prepared and ready for, for to move forward. So in regards to the meat, it didn't help because the shechita couldn't have been effective because they couldn't shecht yesterday because they weren't barish, as we said before, that wouldn't have been valid shechita. They couldn't shecht on the day of Matan after Matan because it was Shabbos. Everybody knows that the Matan was on Shabbos, so they're not allowed to shecht, and you can't kasha the, the dishes then. So therefore, they were stuck with eating only milchik. Milchik they could have cooked before, and their, their pots were kosher, and their dishes were kosher already, and therefore they were able to eat milchik, cooked milchik as well. But the question has to be asked, since they became Jewish this morning, so now, till now, they owned, who owned the dishes? Goyim, them. Now they became Kedusha Sisro. Why didn't they have to table the dishes before they could eat from them? How could they have eaten the di- from the dishes before they tabled it? So we can see an answer to this from the Rashi in this week's Parsha. In this whole subject of the tabling and the kashering, and the, there's also tefillah from purity and tefillah from, from uh, goy, and then there's the kashering from non-kosher. So Rashi says like this, According to the simple meaning, when it says, um, that in water it should be, yishata means cleansed. What does this cleansing mean? It means to make it tar if it should have become tomei tumas meis. Moshe Rabbeinu said to them that the kalim need to be kashered letaharam. Kashered means to burn them out, you know, to get rid of the, the uh, non-kosher substance. Letaharam. He uses the term letaharam to bring them to purity. Mina isur from the prohibited uh, substances. Vechitui and chitui means to bring either to sprinkle them in the water from the red heifer or in a mikveh to bring them out of a state of tuma. And then he says, from here they learn also to kasher them from their state of isur, which they needed also tvila, also to toivel those kalim. So we see that Rashi connects the toiveling of the kalim to something to make them kosher from the state of Isur but that leaves a question Tvila doesn't really kosher anything if it, was, if it was used for non-kosher you have to kosher it if it was not used for non-kosher you still have to toivel it so what does it mean so the answer is this Rashi is pointing out the difference between the purpose and function of kashering and the purpose and function of toiveling the word tahara means to purify it what, when do you purify something? something that was impure needs to be purified something that was non-kosher needs to be brought to a state of kashras that applies to kashering that's why he says the kashering of kalim is to Purify them from the state of impure, from their state of prohibited state. Lahachshiram, in this case, Rashi is using it in a very, in a different way. Lahachshiram means to put it in a state of readiness. That's what Lahachshiram means, in a state of readiness. Like Hechshir Mitzvah. In order to be able to be ready to do the mitzvah as it should be, there are certain steps that you have to do to be ready, to put yourself in a state of readiness. 
What that means is, when a goy owns a keli, even though he didn't actually use it for non-kosher, but he is able to use it for non-kosher, that alone is a problem with the keli. It was a keli that was in a state of being able to be used for, a non, for a, an isur. That's not good enough for a yid. You have to toivel it in order to put it into a state where it's ready for Jewish use. We find the same thing by the women of Midian in this same war. That when they asked what should they do with the women that they took as captives, Hashem said that any woman that was with a man should be killed. Rashi says it doesn't mean that she was actually with a man. It means any woman that is of age that she could have been with a man has to be killed. Meaning to say that anyone who was in a state of being able to have been in a prohibited union or what to a yid is a prohibited union had to be killed. So we see that just being in a state of readiness of being able to be in that state is already bad the same thing with the kalim if it's possible to eat isur on it, you have to table it that's the purpose of tefillah says Rashi if we understand now what the purpose of tefillah is, we can answer all three questions that they had, why does the Ramban not ask ask the question in regards to why was it brought only by Midian and not by not by Sichem Be'oig about the toiveling of the Kalim. The answer is simple. Since they were not in a state of Isur, so of course they were not in a state of potential Isur either. There was no potential Isur because they were allowed to eat even the pig, even the Chazer that they had there. So therefore there was no need to toivel it to take it out of a state of potential Isur into non-potential Isur. They were allowed to eat the Isur itself. It's one and the same and therefore there's no need to give both another answer for this. It's dependent on the same answer. In regards to the selling of the chametz, even though we sell the chametz to a guy and we give him the key, uh, you know, that he should be able to access the chametz, but everybody knows, including the guy, that right after Pesach we're buying back for him and he's never going to see that chametz, he's never going to use that chametz, and so technically it's a kosher sale, but there, it, the chametz, the kalim never go into a state where there is a possibility a, real, a realistic possibility that a goy is going to be able to use them he'll never see it, it's far away from him and he never has any intention of going there, therefore there is no need to take it out of that potential state by toiveling it and the third answer since uh, in regards to the milchik dishes since we already explained that the Yidin were already being careful about milchiks and fleshiks before Matan Torah, therefore they had already put themselves in a state where there was no possibility that they would entertain to put fleshiks onto a milchik And therefore there was no need to transfer it from a state of potential of milchiks and fleshiks to a state of pure milchiks by toiveling it because that possibility didn't exist anymore in their minds at all.